Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. More intense fighting in Ukraine overnight. Um, Ukrainian officials reporting that all kinds of airstrikes carried out in different parts of that country by Russia. I, I shouldn't say airstrikes. I, I think it's mostly cruise missiles at this point and some drone attacks as well. Uh, but they're reporting at least 10 people were killed in missile strikes in President Zelensky's hometown uh, those strikes targeting residential buildings, too. Now, this comes as Ukrainian military officials report making gains uh, in the long-awaited counteroffensive, which has now started. There's a lot going on, so let's get an update. We're going to speak with Yars Balin, who is Administrative Coordinator of the Peter and Doris Cool Ukrainian-Canadian Studies Centre at the Canadian Institute of Ukrainian Studies at the University of Alberta. Uh, Yars, thanks so much for your time. I always appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me on, Chase. Uh, let's start. Um, even as the Canadi- uh, Ukrainians claim to be making gains in the struggle here, they're, they're, they're reporting some pretty heavy losses. I mean, not only 10 people at least dead in one location, but a lot of infrastructure taken out, cruise missile attacks from Russia really ramping up this week, right? Well, that and um, the flooding. I mean, uh, yeah, the, yeah, with the, the dam. The, uh, the Kokovka Dam has uh, really caused it's a mass, massive ecological disaster and uh, there are military implications with it as well, and there's lives being lost. So it's uh, uh, that's really the first most serious thing that's happening right now. Yeah, the strikes that are being reported overnight, it sounds like Russia targeting not only you know energy, infrastructure, and those sorts of things, but civilian buildings once again, like apartment buildings and things like that. Well, not just that, in, in Zelensky's hometown, this is all a symbolic message. Yeah, yeah. Directed at him, just the way the destruction of the dam is intended to say to let the Ukrainians know, say we are prepared to do anything. We will destroy the nuclear power station. Anything that uh, it, it takes to do victory, we don't care what people, what the world thinks. Um, and even as you, yeah, even as uh, Ukrainian forces were reporting these uh, the, the losses and the damage they sustained, it sounds like it could have been far, far worse because it looks like the defense systems that have been largely installed or at least provided by other Western countries are doing a pretty good job. Um, um, 10 of 14 missiles shot down that were targeting Kiev last night. Um, so the air defenses seem to be probably saving lives, right? Definitely. Uh, the problem is, is of course, is the, they need, Ukrainians need more ammunition. I mean, the Russians keep lobbing these things at a fast and furious rate, and uh, you burn them through a lot of ammunition to take them out. So uh, that's why uh, Prime Minister Trudeau's visit has been very important to the commitment of additional funding. Uh, and the West needs to really provide even more for more support, military aid to Ukraine for them to move forward. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, the Prime Minister was there, and I mean, the timing was, um, you know, momentous as well, because it was the start of the counteroffensive, or at least uh, what we were told was the start. But those visits from Allied leaders, I don't know if there's a schedule or if there's a rotation or how it works, but we've seen other Western leaders arrive in Ukraine for those kinds of visits. How important is that to, to what's going on? How important is it to, you know, continuing to keep the fight in the forefront? Well, one, for the morale of the Ukrainian people, they see that the world hasn't forgotten them. I think that's very very important. And as a signal to other countries, uh, other NATO countries and other countries supporting Ukraine, how important it is to maintain that uh, presence uh, in the in the conflict. So uh, I think that the, uh, 
practical thing of the $500 million uh, in aid is, is very important, the promise of more, more aid after that. Uh, and and, uh, and uh, the fact that other countries are looking at supplying both airplanes and uh, ammunition and tanks and everything Ukraine needs. We're talking about the Ukraine taking the fight to the Russians for um, a, a change here. It's the counteroffensive that we've been talking about for some time, but apparently it has now launched in earnest. Uh, it, it's taking place in the Donetsk region. Um, what do we know about what's happening there, Yars? Well, the fog of war has descended on it, so some things we know, some things yeah. we're guessing at, some things that, uh, that you can attribute to Russian or Ukrainian propaganda. Uh, the uh, uh, There are gains being made. The villages that have been taken by Ukrainians are pretty much empty. Uh, there's, there's no crowds greeting them with blue and yellow flags or anything like that because there's nobody there, and they're largely destroyed. Uh, but the Russians are losing territory, and the um, they have taken... Uh, inflicted some damage on Ukrainians, but this is to be expected. Uh, the amazing thing is, is the, some of these weapons, the Abrams tanks and the troop carriers that the West has provided Ukraine, uh, have been damaged. Uh, what's amazing is how many of them the the crews managed to escape, uh, in, in, uninjured or or slightly injured, which isn't the case with the Soviet uh, and Russian-made uh, equipment, where very often when they get hit with a shell, uh, everybody inside gets killed. So um, there's going to be losses. There are losses. Uh, but so far, the Ukrainian attacks are primarily pro- probing attacks. Uh, they haven't launched a major yeah. frontal assault yet. That's still coming, and who knows when that's going to happen. Um, and in terms of what they're finding, like you said, I mean, the, the, lots of these areas were under rock, Russian occupation for a long time. In a lot of cases, there's not a lot of people and there's not a lot left. I mean, this area of Ukraine saw some very intense fighting, right? There's a lot of destruction to be dealt with. Well, that and this is, again, part of the Russian strategy is to say that we, will, we are willing to level it, you know, just level yeah. it, please. Uh, reduce it to absolute rubble uh, rather than allowing you to, to capture it or, or, or we'll, we'll level it and then you can take it. Uh, that's the that's the uh, the strategy, and it just tells you how they absolutely have no uh, conscience, no uh, sense of any kind of uh, uh, rules of war or anything. Whatever it takes, they're gonna they're prepared to do. And they've been, they're doing this all along. I mean, with torture and rape, we we know what's going on in the occupied areas. How people are disappearing, how people are being killed, how people are being tortured, raped. Uh, uh, criminal gangs basically run these places. You know, you mentioned that even as as they're retreating or being forced out of regions, uh, different cities in Donetsk, uh, they're shelling them as they go. I mean, I mean, like you say, Russia, it appears to be willing to leave behind just a, a, a totally devastated landscape. If they're going to surrender, there's going to be nothing left. Well, they're they're, they're saying that the uh, Russian snipers, for instance, are targeting uh, people on the Russian occupied side of the river who are, you know. Uh, taking shelter on the roofs of their homes because of the flooding or whatever, and they're picking them off. They're shelling uh, boats that are trying to come and rescue yeah. those people. Uh, this is this is like uh, just it's just a normal occurrence, and seems like people just accept it now that it was initially it was very shocking, and now it's just like well, it's just the way the Russians do do war. Yeah, and it's been going on far too long. Yars, thank you so much for the chat. I always appreciate your time.